get, obviously you haven't heard this pub, Lauren. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Clarkville. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Thanks for joining us. Coming up, we share our sit down with photographer Melanie Garcia. Melanie talks to us about why she wanted to bring a visual narrative to our at-risk neighbors in the Clarksville-Montgomery County area. She shares her work and much more in this sit down, and we look forward to sharing it with you. After that, we hear all about Polar plunge season for the Special Olympics of Tennessee. What you need to know if you need, to, if you would like to participate in a polar plunge, which you should, and just how special that money is to Special Olympics and athletes and their families. But first, let's get a check of the wrap with reporter Sherry Reeves. This is the wrap for the January 4th edition of Main Street Clarksville. In a couple of years, racing at Clarksville Speedway could be history. The Speedway's owner is working on plans to sell his property to the city, which would turn it into a recreation complex. Clarksville has a resident who just turned 100 years old read about her life of service and nursing and raising a military family. And Main Street Clarksville takes a trip down memory lane, revisiting all of the big news stories that impacted Montgomery County in 2023. There were stories of growth, stories of tragedy, and also stories of entertainment that were covered throughout the year. And that's The Wrap. I'm Sherry Reeves, Main Street, Clarksville. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way. When flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Beginning January 1, Delta Dental of Tennessee is introducing enhanced benefits for persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities. It'll include extra cleaning times for people with special needs, extra time for exams. More importantly, we will create a training program that any dentist office in the state can go online and pick that up. At Delta Dental, we believe that the quality of oral health care should be accessible and inclusive for all. He shoots! This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. 
Welcome back to Zoo Lumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Welcome back. Homelessness is increasingly becoming um, more of an issue for many areas, not an issue. People are experiencing homelessness, losing their homes, food insecurities, and um, so much more. But to shine a light on what's happening in the Montgomery County area and what we know as a tent city, a tent encampment, we have Melanie Garcia and her recent show. Uh, she's a photographer here in the area and beyond. Many people know who you are. And they've seen your work. But she is highlighting uh, the struggle and the spirit of those that are living in those encampments. And she did that in a recent show. First off, Melanie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. What had what gave you that idea to go out there to kind of show, you know, their their way of life of, you know, living in these encampments? Um, well, I recently, about three months ago, joined a life group with um, LifePoint, a Bible study, and a gentleman that is in my life group, John, is the executive director of Loaves and Fishes, um, a nonprofit that um, feeds the hungry um, Monday through Friday. Um, and he was just asking for prayer, and um, I do a lot of social media marketing in town, and that includes, you know, um, offering photos or video to use as content. Um, so I offered that service, like, can I come in and do that for you? So that's kind of what started that relationship of kind of understanding the need a little bit. A um, couple of days later, I go and take some photos of an artist, um, something I do all the time. Um, but it was, I stumbled upon this tent encampment that I had no idea about. I've seen a couple homeless um, in the community um, downtown and have had conversations. We have a relation, a little bit of a relationship. Um, then a couple of days later, I get, um, a phone call from Lorenzo from Lorenzo Swinton's gallery downtown. And he asked, Hey, would you ever be interested in showing any of your photography? Um, just the caveat is no landscape. Um, I have a ton of pictures of people in town. Um, so, but my immediately, um, my immediate pull was I should maybe do something with loaves and fishes and kind of shine a light on what John has been describing as a struggle that they're having to feed more people that it's doubled um, recently. Um, so I thought, wow, what a interesting way that maybe I could shine a light on this. So I went into loaves and fishes just to kind of take some maybe promotional um, photos and videos, but then once Lorenzo um, approached me, I kind of thought of it of a different way, approached John, said, hey, do you think any of these um, individuals that are served here every day would be would allow me to take their photos? So I went into it with the understanding that I might not take any pictures that mm -hmm. day and I might not get anything for this particular show. I knew I had a lot of photos of other humans that I'm involved with. I could use those. Um, so I was just going in it for an experience. Um, I got there and sat down. We shared um, just conversation. The Loaves and Fishes opens at 8 a.m. and they don't serve a meal till 1030. So there's this community and camaraderie that happens every single morning. So I joined that um, and just kind of wanted to understand. But I sat with my camera, was explaining to everyone, like, this is kind of what I'm doing, what I'm hoping for. If you want to share your narrative in the way of visual and allow me to do that, tell your story in that way. Awesome. If you want nothing to do it, I get it. So sat with them in the community, then kind of 
shared a meal, understood. I explained to some of them why I was there, kind of what I wanted to find out more about where they lived, um, you know, why they began this journey, you know, how they're served. I just wanted to know as much as possible and how I could shine that light. So that's kind of where I came up with pictures on each person, the story on each individual, whether it was they didn't want to show their face and they were a veteran and wanted to show how much work they've done mm -hmm. or, you know, they were a plumber and they were proud of the age on their hands or the sun on their face. Um, so there was a lot. Uh, we got deep and we talked about where they lived, the struggle of not having warm clothes or dry clothes. Um you know, but also the community that they've created. So I got to learn a lot. And then I, because we talked about um, personal things like where they live, how we only carry what we can, what we need. Um, I did get into the conversation of, you know, hey, I found this area uh, where I, it looks like people are living. Do you guys know about this? And so some of them shared, yeah, we, I live there. So I felt like that was a good opportunity for like, hey, maybe I can get pictures of that. So I asked permission. I didn't feel the first time that I went into the campment that that was appropriate, but I asked permission. Then I went back um, and we talked about where they use, where they lived. And so I got that second half of photos. Looking at the pictures, uh, and I, I don't remember who said this or where it's written, but the eyes are the window to the soul. And that is something you can definitely get a sense of as you're looking through the pictures, especially yeah. when the individuals are looking directly at you. Mm -hmm. What was that feeling for you as you're sitting down to want to share, you know, uh, this area and these people? What was that like for you? Um, I did. Uh, this is a huge departure of anything that I do. So I don't take typically I get paid to take someone's photos. You know, someone will pay me to take their headshot or essentially I am hired to make someone look good. Mm -hmm. And I am hired um, to bring the fun out of someone. And this is a very serious subject. Like if you know me, I'm pretty bubbly and upbeat. And so this is really a departure. And so it was a I see a lot of these people and I talk to a lot of them every day. And so it was extremely powerful. Like I walk by you every day and I say, Hey, or I buy you a coffee and that's the end of it. And for me, that's okay. Like for me, it was okay. But then when I actually bumped into where they live, sat and had a meal, knew the actual story, it became so much deeper and it drove me in a different way. Um, and it made me look at things in a really spectacular, different way. I'm not a black and white human as far as taking pictures. I love to show someone's personality, their candidness. Um, so this was extremely deep and really um, got to my soul from taking each picture to editing them was extreme. It was extremely emotional going back into the tent encampment um was extremely hard for me it was I broke down I had moments where I had to just walk away um because I I met these people I heard their story and now I'm going in their home without them there um so that was really struck me and I still am thinking about that and it is still affecting 
even my daily life, like I think about, you know, the, how fortunate we are in the things that we have. And I just have such an abundance, such an abundance of blessings and family and health. And I can afford my medicine, you know, just so much. So there was, I got so much out of it that I hope that it's shown through those images and that it's shown through the book that there's this, these people were extremely vulnerable with me, extremely vulnerable. And so I felt extremely blessed that I have was given that gift and that I'm hoping that there's some way that I could evoke that feeling and that meaning how great it's been for me. Um, in such a short amount of time, all this happened within a week. Wow. And what you're seeing here, and you've been seeing images from the show that Melanie was a part of, and you see a lot of black and white. Why go with the black and white concept versus the color? Um, there was a big rawness, I felt, from the black and white, because it's such a departure of everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Um I felt like you saw a lot more of the mood behind everything. Um, I kept very specific ones colored um, and I tried to change or bring out in Lightroom. So you could do that in Photoshop, which is nice, is focus more on one hue of a color or not. So I did that as well. Um, I really, the vulnerability and the hope um, and the grace and the faith of these people. I tried to use red and oranges um, just because a lot of these people were just faithful in their relationship with God and their faith in Jesus. So I thought that was really important to bring the reds out, the blood of Christ and really show like, even though they're going through this, there's still that like peak of hope. There's still that something that they hold on to and hold so firm. And I thought that was such a cool thing to relate to with them. Um, so I did try to bring that color out more than any other color when I did bring a color out. Well, in the show, the uh, the title of the show, when I got your flyer through the lens, the book here, Struggle and Spirit, a visual narrative, narrative of our at-risk neighbors. So not only wanting to highlight the beauty of the photography done by Melanie Garcia, but also the work that she's trying to do to bring recognition to the homeless community, to the encampment there, and the work of a nonprofit who does incredible work for our homelessness in the Montgomery County area, Loaves and Fishes. Now, before I let you go, there is something coming up at ArtLink that we yes. wanted to highlight. What is that? So ArtLink has a whole bunch of new classes that are available. They moved to their new location on Franklin. That's mm -hmm. just right across the street from the Roxy, which we're really excited about. They have a whole bunch of new classes. But one of the classes I did want to highlight was they have a parent paint class that is connected to a kid's paint class. So if you wanted to have a girl's night and you guys have a bunch of kids, you could do that. Um, or you want to have a date night or whatnot. And you could have your kids um, paint while you're painting and they're having pizza and paint for the kids and then sips and paint for the adults. They are doing that on New Year's Eve, which is perfect. Um, so if you wanted to do a paint and sip, mm -hmm. you know, with us, you could do that or uh, and drop your kids off. Everybody's fingerprinted and it's great. So you just feel really nice about leaving your kids. Or if you wanted to go do an, one of the events that downtown's doing and you want to just have your kids there. So it's kind of an open thing. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Art yeah. Link. There is always just a lot of fun that can be had right there yeah. in their space. For kids, adults. Yeah, yeah everyone. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate your time.
Um, stick Thank with you. us here on Mornings on Main Street. We'll be right back. At Implant and General Dentistry, we're proud to offer dental care you can trust. Our team, led by Dr. Andrew Flips, is dedicated to serving our community with the highest quality of care. We offer comprehensive dental exams, cleanings, whitening, and more. With our compassionate and experienced team, you'll be able to smile with confidence. Come experience the difference for yourself. Call us today to schedule an appointment or visit our website to learn more. At Chapels, we pride ourselves on offering a wide variety of the freshest fruits and vegetables, handpicked just for you. We have a wide selection of the freshest, highest quality meats that will leave your taste buds craving more. Our friendly staff is always ready to lend a helping hand. We believe in treating every customer like family because at Chapels, your family is our family. We've been locally owned and operated for over 60 years. You can visit any of our Chapels locations in Dixon, White Bluff, McEwen, and Centerville. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way when flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage. It ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. This morning, we are starting off talking about this, the polar plunge, which has been a great way for the Special Olympics of Tennessee to raise money for many decades, for Special Olympics all over to raise money for their athletes, for not only year-round sports, but competitions. To talk to us more about this phenomenal event, how much fun it is, how cold it is, but why they continue to do this each and every year. We have with us Justin Bradford. He is the Director of Marketing and Communications with Special Olympics Tennessee. Justin, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Really to talk about freezing for a reason. <laughs> I love that. Yes, freezing for a reason. And just looking at the words polar plunge makes me smile and gives me a chill all at the same time. Tell me about the upcoming polar plunge, which is happening this weekend. Yes, so the, we're kicking it off the season with Murfreesboro. That seems to always be our first one. So right off the bat, going to Murfreesboro at Sportscom down there, and it's it's going to be chilly. <laughs> it's going to be a great opportunity to kick off polar plunges. Uh, we have them going on all across the state, East, Middle, West Tennessee. So even if you have family, you can talk about it. But Murfreesboro, they, they even take walk-ups. If you're just unsure about if you want to do it or not, you can still show up and you can sign up there and register. Uh, what it all comes down to is signing up or creating a team and fundraising to support our athletes. And there, there's awards for, for biggest fundraiser. We have lots of different gifts that you can receive based on different areas that you fundraise as well too. And then there's also a costume contest. So we encourage people to come in costume and you could win an award for having the, the craziest costume or the best themed costume uh, out there. And so it is it is a lot of fun. There's a pre-event happening in Murfreesboro as well too. So there's lots of games for kids. There's snacks that'll be available. And at Sportscom, they're also going to open up their indoor pool for people to warm up after they plunge. So like it's a good one-two opportunity just to, to get in the pool and also raise money for a great cause of Special Olympics Tennessee. 
How nice is that for sports come to open up the inside of their building? You know, you get to see these athletes and I've been blessed to, you know, work with them and see them, you know, at their athletic events. But talk to us about how special it is for them to be able to take part in athletics and competitions, because some of the some of those kiddos, I mean, they are they are so good at what they do at their sports. You know, what's what's amazing about Special Olympics is it's an opportunity for people to compete, whether they're young athletes, which are pe uh, people that could be from ages three to like nine or 10, or we have unified sports, which is big time in, in our high school areas, as well as in adult areas, and all the way up into their 60s, 70s, and 80s, we have athletes competing. So this is a fully inclusive organization that gives people an opportunity to train and to compete and also receive free health screenings. And that's why it's a, we, we love Special Olympics and, and what we offer, because we are offering an opportunity for people that may not get that opportunity in so many other ways. And, and what we've seen so much over the past couple of decades is the great move for inclusion, because now, especially in our school system, Systems. We're seeing not to where what it used to be like when when we were in school to where everyone was separated, but full inclusion to where people with intellectual disabilities are fully integrated with with people without intellectual disabilities. And that's even included in sports. Mm -hmm. And we see that huge in the unified champion schools movement because the TSSAA, which is the organization that manages all the varsity sports in Tennessee, also has unified sports divisions right now in bowling and track and field. So we have athletes and unified partners that are actually competing for state championships. And that's something we probably never would have thought of just a couple decades ago. And now we're continuing to see that grow. And so we are seeing people just fully be included in sports and athletic competitions and not just competing at their area level, their local level, the regional level or the state level, but we have national competitions and international competitions where athletes get to go and compete and face the best around the world. Uh, we just had two back in the summer go compete in Berlin, one in golf and one in swimming. And we just announced three athletes that'll be competing in the World Winter Games in Torino, Italy in 2025, two in snowboarding and one in speed skating. So it's just tremendous opportunities that we're able to offer for our entire community. And we just encourage people to be a part of it however you can. Love the progression of the times and just the inclusiveness that we are seeing. How wonderful is that? What do you hear from the athletes and the families? Oh, gosh, it's it's one of those things that's life changing. And when what, what I encourage people to do is if you go to one Special Olympics event, what you see in the field of competition and during the award ceremony is just pure unfiltered joy. And, and that's what it's all about is seeing people being able to be themselves. And that's what we all want. We, we want people to be able to feel included, to feel involved, to be themselves, to be able to compete, to feel what, what everyone else may feel. And, and that's what we hear from a lot of our parents is, for instance, Nashville Soccer Club has a unified team where they compete against other MLS teams, unified teams. And this team gets to travel. They get to practice. They get to compete. Um, they, they get to go onto the main MLS fields. I mean, they played at Geodas Park. They played at Soldier Field in Chicago. And what we hear from parents, for instance, during practices is like, this is what my daughter wanted. She wanted to be pushed. She wanted to be trained. She wanted to be coached just like her brothers were coached in soccer. And so that's what inclusion is about there too, is it's feeling like everyone else and being able to be involved and compete just like a brother or sister or a cousin or their parent did. And, and that's the changes that we're seeing now is that we're seeing opportunities and continuing to see that grow. Something else I want to know, I don't think I've ever seen such a higher level of camaraderie and sportsmanship than at some of those some of those games. Absolutely. I mean, when we talk to athletes, when we interview athletes for our blog, it's about the competition, but it's about seeing their friends and uh -huh. seeing their network where they maybe only see each other two or three times a year, 
but they're friends that compete against each other. They cheer each other on as well, too. They want to win, but most importantly, they want everyone to have a, a great time. They want everyone to compete and do their best because what it comes down to so much for athletes, especially in individual competitions, is setting personal best. It's not necessarily always about winning. Well, winning a gold medal is great, but did you do better than your last competition? Did your training come through and did you set a new personal record? We have coaches that challenge their athletes all the time to set new personal records and we'll do bets whether it's getting dumped with water or getting a pie in the face, something like that. So our coaches are fantastic. Our volunteers are fantastic, encouraging our athletes. And that's what you see. It's not just the athletes. It's parents. It's friends. It's family members. It's the community. It's our amazing volunteers, our amazing area directors that are volunteers or coaches that are volunteers, that it takes a whole community to make this these events special. And that's the camaraderie that you see is everyone knowing that there is one goal and that's full inclusion in sports. Uh, yes. Okay. Before we get back to the Polar Plunge, talk to us about volunteering and being a part of this community. If this is where we want to give our time, how do we do that? Absolutely. I mean, if you go to specialolympicstn.org, there's buttons on there that you can volunteer to sign up. You can also volunteer your company if you want to volunteer as a group. We have group opportunities to volunteer as well for our events. And we can also put you in touch with area directors because the way that Tennessee is, is separated is like certain counties have their areas and regions have their areas. And they have lots of local events, too, that aren't necessarily at the state level. So there's opportunities in your community directly to be able to be involved where you don't have to always go to Nashville or always go to big state events or state competitions, too. So if you sign up and fill out the volunteer information form, we can get that to local area directors and they can reach out to you with any opportunities. And they're, they're all across the state happening pretty much year round, except for during the holidays. We always have events that are taking place. Uh, and again, just go to Special Olympics, Tennessee. Now talking about the Polar Plunge, we're seeing a number of locations here. Of course, you have Special Olympics in every county, but not every county has a Polar Plunge. So we can get involved in other Polar Plunges. We just pick one. Yeah, you can pick one. You can pick all of them. I mean, if you want to do the full tour, <laughs> by all means, pick as many as you want. There are some that happen on the same day, but it might be a little bit of driving. But, hey, you could probably accomplish it. <laughs> if, if you, Justin, if you hear of someone who's done a full tour, please send them my way. I want to talk to that person. <laughs> That's a story. That's a great pitch right there, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. How much does it cost to, or is it just a donation to be a part of the Polar Plunge? Sure. So the recommended uh, donation, immediate donation fundraise is $75. And then what we encourage people to do is then fundraise from that is ask your family and friends to encourage you to support you to fundraise for our athletes. And then you start getting incremental gifts for it as well. That includes like a knit hat, some really comfy pajama pants. Even if you're the, one of the top fundraisers, you get a Yeti cooler. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So people can form teams. You can jump as a team. So there might be community organizations, corporations, all these different groups, high school groups that form teams. And then you get to jump into the pool as your team. So it's a great way to recognize all the efforts that you put forth to fundraise for our athletes is getting that special recognition and, and getting people to take pictures and have you on video of taking that plunge. And especially if you're in costume to see how those costumes react as soon as they hit the water. Uh, <laughs> it's always a lot of fun, but we encourage people to find your local communities. You can see it there, polarplungetn.com. You can find the plunge is going to be closest to you. They're all over the state. We have plenty in middle Tennessee that, that are going to be available all throughout January and February. So you can find one that's near you. Uh, Justin, thank you so much. And again, I encourage everyone to participate in this at least once. Meet those athletes, boys, girls, men and women who are just seeing so much success. So Justin Bradford, thank you so much. Director of Marketing and Communications, Special Olympics, Tennessee. We appreciate you. Is there anything I didn't ask that you need to share or want to share? 
No, no, no. I, I appreciate you having me on. And just if anything, reach out if you have any questions, y'all. Just we're we're happy to help you and happy to help encourage you if you have any questions about Polar Plunge or Special Olympics. Uh, love it. Thank you, Justin, so much. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way when flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage. It ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Welcome to Grin Doctors, your trusted pediatric dentistry and orthodontics practice. Achieve healthy, beautiful smiles with our expert care. At Grin Doctors, we are committed to your child's oral health and well-being. Trust Grin Doctors, your pediatric dental home for exceptional care. We go above and beyond to ensure the comfort and satisfaction of our young patients. Grin Doctors Kids Dental and Orthodontics is right down the street in Old Hickory TN. Easy to get to and in your neighborhood. You know that feeling you get when your team goes big? You can get that same feeling on Zen Sports. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your first bet up to a $1,000 maximum if the bet loses. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 customer support and faster withdrawals like Zen Sports. Zen Sports. Betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and up and in Tennessee to bet. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800 room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites.